Hi all you wonderful scuba divers out there, I'm Mark, a former dive instructor, I'm here with Scuba Diver Mag, and we have our weekly podcast. Now, in full clarity, I'm recording this uh, a day early, because I've got some important plans this weekend, um, so I may have missed some, um, I don't know, scuba diving news or something that would break on, uh, on Friday or Saturday itself, um, but... Hey, I, I thought that I'd try and get something done for a few wonderful people to listen to. Um, so jumping straight in with the news, the, the first one is new story off the like northwest coast of Portugal. And this was a, a yacht, and a decent sized yacht, as it were. They, I think there were like four crew members aboard, had been sunk by a pod of seven orcas by like ramming it. And we're seeing this more and more, especially around like Spanish and Portuguese coastlines in that orcas are just kind of going nuts, whether they're just playing. Uh, but when they're playing quite rough with sailing yachts, they break and uh, punch a hole in the hull and it basically sinks. So there's video of this, of this yacht the crew aboard were sort of saying how, oh yeah, it is like amazing when they first turn up, they get their cameras out, there's, there's footage of uh, of most of it and you can see it online. And they they didn't like raise any alarms when they first turned up because they thought, oh yeah, what a wonderful like, encounter. Then they start getting rough with the boat and they think, well, you know what? I think we actually need help. It gets to the point where they sink the entire yacht. They had to abandon ship. I think they managed to get into a um, a small inflatable boat and they were like rescued by a another boat. I think they were Swedish or, uh, or Swiss. A, a completely separate boat like rescued them so they didn't spend too much time in the water. But yeah, we're seeing this a lot where orcas are now getting either aggressive or playful with certain size vessels and yeah they're causing quite a lot of damage there was a report a few months back i think or i think it was a british vessel and they like disabled the rudder uh, because they were playing about with it so um yeah if you are like sailing around these waters do be careful and try not to make yourself into like a, an easy target or anything but yeah, it's um, it is one of these, like I'm trying to think of the word. It's um, it is a behaviour that we're seeing more and more in waters with like orcas. Um, so yeah, this this seems to be a a growing trend, which is um, a little bit scary. Moving on to scuba diving industry news, Raid International, which is a relatively new training agency, uh, is proud to announce that their very first instructor trainer program for their new agency in Egypt has completed. So congratulations to all of the instructor candidates, Raid. If you've not heard of them, it's, new tra or it's a relatively new training agency. They've been around for a while, but they're growing uh, quite steadily. I've taken a couple of their courses, and they're very thorough, which I quite like. It, it really puts you through your, uh, through your paces. And even as an instructor, the, some of the questions, you're like, wow, these are pretty tough questions. Um, so even for like entry level courses. So if you are looking for a, a new training agency to um, sort of expand your skills, then yeah, it's definitely worth uh, checking out RAID. And if you're traveling to Egypt, it's looking like there's gonna be new RAID instructors uh, moseying around to uh, to teach you their, uh, their underwater skills. Um, 
as far as a new world record, a new world record to William Tunbridge, who's a freediver. He's got like 15, 16 world records under his belt. He's, he's a well-known um, uh, like apnea freediver. And he swam a total distance of 51, or sorry, just over 51 and a half kilometers underwater in a swimming pool in 24 hours. So this is a 25 meter long swimming pool and he was doing breath hold lengths with no fins. I think all he was really wearing was like an orca, I don't know whether it was a Zen or um, I can't remember the name of the other one, but just like a, a thin wetsuit and um, no fins. So just swimming naturally. And um, and yeah, he, he managed to swim 2,023 lengths of this swimming pool in a 24-hour period. Um, his original plan was to do like a, a marathon's length of, um, of swimming in 24 hours, which is 42.2 kilometers. Um, but he, he smashed that target in the first 20, I say the first 20 hours, in 20 hours. And then he just kept on going. Um, and there's pictures of his like hands afterwards. If you imagine that your hands are wrinkly after like a half hour bath, uh, imagine 24 hours in the water swimming. So they're, they're they're nuts basically um so this was all to promote awareness about the uh, the mental health crisis facing the world today um tunbridge has, uh, has gone on record it coincides with the imminent launch of his mental immune system uh, which is a video series and method that programs the subconscious mind with tools that help move past anxiety stress and depression so congratulations to william for that uh, i mean i i quite enjoyed like apnea of swimming entire lengths of pools underwater but trying to do that for 24 hours straight that's not really my idea of a, a fun time um but yeah 50 51 and a half kilometers or 51.575 kilometers and that's all holding your breath and just swimming length turnarounds hold your breath swim uh very very impressive so uh, so congratulations and for 24 hours straight that's just nuts um the final news story uh, is a bit closer to home. This is in uh, in Weymouth. The Weymouth charter boat operator and dive school Jurassic Aqua Sports has announced that it's going to run a Christmas charity Santa dive on Saturday the 17th of December and all of the proceeds are going directly to the RNLI. So this is a two dive trip on Jurassic's boat, the Wave Rider. Uh, it's suitable for all levels of scuba diver with the maximum depth set at 20 meters. So it's a pretty shallow chilled dive uh, or a pair of dives, I should say. The Dorset business ran its very first Santa dive in 2021 and they raised more than a thousand pounds for RNLI Weymouth. And they said that because last year's event was a huge success and got all the uh, the divers into the Christmas spirit and at the same time raised much needed funds for the RNLI, um, those are words from uh, from one of the skippers, David Collins. They, um, they decided to do it again this year. The price or the donation for the Santa Dive is £70. So if you want to join in, you can uh, you can email Wave Rider Dive Charter, all one word, at gmail.com to sign up. And um, 
yeah, that uh, that money, whatever they uh, they raise, is going to go directly to the RNLI. So if you are free, you do want to join in, you are going to be in the area, uh, pop them an email and, uh, and show your interest. They also run like an Easter Bunny charity dive each year as well. So if you want to uh, go scuba diving dressed up as a Santa, I should probably put that, uh, most of them are usually dressed up as Santa Claus or with like a, an elf outfit. Uh, so yeah, just a little bit of fun. You tend to see scuba diving Santas around this time of year. Uh, but yeah, if you want to... Um, sort of raise some money for the RNLI as well you can uh, you can sign up and uh, and go for a couple dives with um, uh, with the boys and girls over in Weymouth as far as new gear that I spotted, not a great deal. Uh, again, this is really the year, the quiet time of year, but I'm looking out for like black Black Friday deals. Um, I should really learn how to pronounce that. Uh, the only thing that I've seen so far is £100 off a, a Garmin dive computer or up to £100 off a, a Garmin dive computer. Otherwise, the... Um, the, the manufacturers are sorry not the manufacturers the dive centers are kind of quiet they're they've they're holding their cards close to their uh, close to their chest i haven't seen too many black friday deals quite yet but it is still quite early in the month let's be honest um black friday turns from a single friday at the end of november into like an, a week and then it becomes an entire month so some manufacturers i keep saying manufacturers some um uh, some retailers do uh, take it a little bit uh, a little bit silly trying to uh, shift stock but yeah if you're in the market it's usually worth like just checking around signing up for some uh, like email um uh, subscription things for some of the key manufacturers i mean people like sunto they often do like a free transmitter or a cheap transmitter offer scuba pro often has a, a free or a reduced price um octopus when you buy a certain set of regulators so yeah if you need a new dive computer if you need a new set of regs then yeah now's the time to just start hunting around seeing what offers are out there and uh, and yeah really kind of shopping around as far as what I've been up to this week, uh, I've just uploaded a Christmas gift ideas video, top 10 video that will go live on Saturday at three o'clock GMT. Uh, just general scuba diving gift ideas for either the scuba diver in your family or just kind of useful gifts for almost anybody because if no one's like specifically asking for one particular thing, it can be quite tricky. Uh, it's it really used to come down to like secret santa uh because i used to work at a company where i was a, a scuba diver and no one really knew anything about scuba diving and then yeah whoever gets me a scuba uh secret santa they uh, they have to just kind of try and work out what to get me for uh, for christmas and well he's a scuba diver i'll get him a scuba diving t-shirt uh but yeah i come up with a, a few ideas uh so yeah that will go live on saturday on the youtube channel I also did another one uh, which will go live afterwards. Uh, I haven't decided when it's going to go live, but it's the, the weirdest things uh, sort of found while scuba diving and everything from the one that really interested me was a, uh, I think they were sponge divers or pearl. Yeah, I think there were sponge divers in uh, in Greece and they found a, a mechanism. It's like a little clockwork mechanism and it's hand cranked and using just like handmade gears and this thing dates to like 100 bc or something and it was a um a, an orrery which is a new word that i've learned uh, and i probably pronounced it wrong because it's got like three r's in it and it's it's like a, a rotational calendar 
type thing. You know, you've seen the um, uh, the little, oh, I'm trying to think of the words, uh, the solar system, and you have like this physical thing and, uh, and all the, the planets kind of spin around the sun and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of like a predecessor to that, but they could predict like solar eclipses and uh, and all sorts of constellation locations at different times of the year and on the other side it also could um uh, like predict sporting events like the um uh, the olympics every four years so i thought that was pretty cool otherwise it's like there's a underwater prison um somewhere in i want to say estonia um that was that was kind of it used to be a a limestone mine and this is like former Soviet Union. They, they built, I think, two prisons in the area. And as punishment, you would, you would mine as hard labor. But when it either run out of limestone or, or whatever, they basically closed the mine. They, um, they emptied the prison and they, uh, they emptied the mine, but they also switched off the water pump. So of course, all the groundwater comes back and then it flooded or partially flooded the, um, uh, the prison not the nicest of dive sites it's kind of cool but apparently there's a lot of like barbed wire and sharp metal uh, like rebar sticking around so it's it's not really the the nicest of of dive sites um and there's the the valhalla nuclear missile silo out in in texas that one's always a cool one it's run by a um I think it's called the Family Dive Center or, or something family, and um, and yeah, you can you can dive through certain sections of this former yeah Cold War nuclear missile silo, which is pretty cool. Um, otherwise, on uh, on Ask Mark this weekend, I'm asking I answered questions about uh, putting air like regular air in a nitrox tank because when you when you start to invest in your own cylinders you if you're diving with nitrox you have to have them nitrox clean so they will stick it up with nitrox but if you if you invest in that can you then just put like regular air in it and then go back to nitrox because of all that like cleaning and that's where we actually have two different grades well we have lots of different grades of uh, of air but if you bring a nitrox cylinder into a dive center for an air fill, just 21%, we'll put clean air into it. So it's gone through extra filters. So fewer like hydrocarbons and stuff is, is going into your cylinder. So that maintains your, your nitrox certification. Uh, I think it costs a little bit extra because of the extra filters, but otherwise, yeah, it's just very, very filtered air. Someone gave me 3,000 um, pounds. They didn't actually give me 3,000 pounds, but they said if I had 3,000 um, pounds for a dry suit setup, what would I choose? Uh, so just going through a few different options because it's quite, it's quite complicated now when you're choosing. It used to be, right, you pick your uh, your undersuit, you pick your dry suit, and uh, and that's kind of it. Whereas now you get something like uh, a waterproof D1X, which has a built-in undersuit. So then you're only really buying a base layer, and then the dry suit, unless you're going somewhere really cold where you want a lot of uh, insulation. So yeah, trying to uh, like make a choice, especially if you're going down like meter measure route, that makes things uh, sort of pretty tricky and someone had a, a very interesting like thought experiment um and that was what would be the best regulator setup 
if you had to donate to two separate divers at the same time. If you can hear my dog chewing on her bone, <laughs> I apologize. Um, oh, she's, she's stuck now because I'm looking at her. Okay, so yeah, in the unlikely event that uh, you, your buddy, their regulator fails or they run out of air, whatever it is, you have to donate to gas to them great so now you're donating gas to them you're breathing from your alternates or vice versa depending on your regulator setup and then another diver approaches you who also is in an out of air situation how would you like set up your regulator for it and we do kind of have a almost standardized version for this because you can have second stages built into inflators nowadays so that you can yeah you can breathe from your inflator your buddy can be breathing from your primary and you have an extra second stage in an alternate that you would normally swap to um, for that third person but failing that it would just come down to buddy breathing really where you take a breath you pass the second stage to the other diver whilst you're holding your breath and blowing little bubbles obviously because you're a good diver and they take a breath and then pass it back so you each like take a breath or two depending on um, sort of personal preference and how long you can hold your breath so um yeah that's a but ultimately the best way of doing it would be to have like three second stages as it were but if everyone's breathing from a second stage that's a lot of work going through that if you only have a single first stage so yeah just multiple first stages so that there's less work there's less gas airflow going through an individual first stage because Ideally, you'd have like a, a side, side mounted completely second stage cylinder um, so that you have, yeah, a completely redundant air source that if you really needed to, you could literally unclip it and pass it over to this uh, this other diver. Um, but yeah, that, that was quite interesting just to think in like, what would you do? And in, in my like standard setup, I just have a long hose primary. So I have a second stage on a two meter long hose, and then I have a relatively short one that goes in a necklace underneath my chin. My buddy comes up to me, they're out of air. I pass them my primary because I know that one's working. It's on a nice long hose so they can breathe as quite far away from me if they need to. And I just swap to my alternate. If my alternate isn't working, then we buddy breathe that long hose. Should a third diver come up then yeah if only one second stage was working we just buddy breathe the three of us we um i think my very first scuba diving experience we did something similar i suppose but basically the instructor it, it's quite um trying to think of the uh, the word unconventional um compared to what i used to teach um basically puts three scuba units in the uh, in the pool in three different corners of the pool and then there were like seven or eight of us in the water and we basically had to 
like swim backwards and forwards between these scuba units breathing from a second stage that we could get but of course there aren't enough second stages for us all to breathe simultaneously so as someone would come up you'd have to give it to them and then swim off to another whereas like scuba unit it was a good exercise for yeah just managing like number of second stages buddy breathing and donating gas and yeah just gas managements in um when there's a limited number of second stages but yeah that, that was quite that was quite an interesting uh, sort of exercise and now that i think back to it considering we were unqualified at the time you like truth. i mean the pool was shallow you you could stand up in the pool but still it's um it's i, I never put my students through that um but it is quite good like bomb proofing for you um, as a uh, instructor down the road. So yeah, I just thought that was quite an interesting like thought concept uh, to uh, to come up with. And um, and yeah, I'll, I'll elaborate on those on the uh, on the Sunday Ask Mark. That'll go live at three. Um, that's it for this week. Um, so if it's a little bit uh, a little bit quick, I uh, I apologise. I I didn't have a, a full week to uh, to prepare. Um, but yeah. I, and there wasn't a great deal of news or new products that uh, that I could spot online. Adema um, was kind of kind of slow. There, there wasn't like a huge interesting thing that uh, that came out of uh, of Dima. It's just like the usual kind of stuff. Um, or oh, Halcyon, they um, they elaborated on that that wing that had like armholes in it. It's got it's got these two cutouts in the back in that like. Um, trying to think of the words like empty section in the center of the donut wing it's got two cutouts and what they're for is for hose routing so your hoses can route like through underneath the bladder which is kind of cool kind of different and thinking outside of the box because normally all your hoses out of your your first um, uh, your first stage just route over the top of the the donut bladder but for like your your spg to make it a bit neater they basically provided this little hole cut through section so that you can slot that through and it's much close to your body it doesn't go over the wing and like restrict airflow so yeah it's kind of clever uh i don't know how popular it's going to be but uh, but we'll find out but yeah that's um that's all that i spotted this week if you've seen anything interesting by all means let me know um the instagram channel uh, at scuba diving magazine is usually the best way to uh, to get hold of me but otherwise yeah just write a, uh, a comment wherever it is if you've got any questions by all means pop them in any of the uh, the youtube videos use the ask mark hashtag just makes it a lot easier for me to find it but yeah that's it for this week thank you so much for for listening everybody and of course safe diving <laughs>